0: You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hello and welcome to our AIB Weekly Market Talk podcast. Today is Tuesday the 16th of March. My name is Cormac Canan from AIB Treasury and I'm joined today by John Fahy, AIB Senior Economist, to discuss the latest market developments. John, the OECD's latest economic outlook was published last week. What were the highlights of the report?
1: Yeah, so when we look at what came out from the OEC last week, uh, it's interesting because obviously at the moment, most of the major advanced economies are in some form of restrictions, lockdown, containment measures uh, to deal with the pandemic. But the f- interesting thing is when you look at forecasts for the full year, and the OECD is a leading example of this, uh, you know, growth projections for the world economy are actually fairly upbeat. Uh, and in fact, the OECD revised higher their global growth forecast compared to the last time they updated us back in December. So for this year now, the OECD expects uh, global growth of uh, 5.6% compared to where they thought it was going to be at just over 4% in December. And they also uh, revised higher their forecast for 2022 as well for next year so now they're expecting global growth of around four percent in 2022 compared to 3.7 percent back in December so when you take stock of where we are last year And what's happening at the moment, you know, these expectations and forecasts would uh, represent a fairly significant turnaround for the global economy. If you think the global growth last year contracted by uh, just under three and a half percent. And, you know, many of the large advanced economies within that saw contraction of seven to 10 percent, including in the eurozone and the U.K., and it's interesting because recessions normally, uh, in terms of the recovery from recession, take much longer than this. But this is an exceptionally unique cycle. If You think this time last year, it was a very sudden, sharp contraction. But it wasn't caused by an economic shock or financial crisis or some sort of imbalance in the global economy. It was because of the restrictions that were put in place to deal with the pandemic. So effectively, you know what happened was governments uh, put their economies in cold storage, uh, which led to big falls in supply and consumption. But what we did see last, summer is that once restrictions get eased uh, economies bounce back and rebound very quickly once those containment measures are lifted and businesses are allowed to reopen so that's the underlying assumption for this year is that you know once we move through the summer and the vaccine rollouts become more widespread then an example of what we saw last summer happens again I suppose the crucial difference this time is is that with the vaccine there, we won't be back into a situation where there's more containment and lockdown again after that. So at the same time too, you've got unprecedented monetary and fiscal supports in place to help uh, the economy. So that's why global growth forecasts from all the major international forecasting organisations are for strong growth this year. And that's going to come in the second half of the year and that to continue in 2022. But obviously the main precondition for that to take hold is the vaccine rollout.
0: Thanks, John. Uh, the ECB reaffirmed its forecast for economic growth last week. How does the eurozone growth outlook compare to forecasts for other major economies?
1: Yeah, we got from the ECB last week their updated staff projections. So they were broadly similar to where they were in December. Basically, growth of around four percent on average in 2021 and, and 2022, and that's broadly similar to the OECD's forecast from last week uh, and the and the ones uh, more recent ones from the IMF uh, and the European Commission. Now, one thing about that though is those growth forecasts for for the eurozone would leave the region trailing behind some of the other major advanced economies, including the US and the UK. So if you look at last week's OECD forecast for the US, it's got growth this year of 6.5% and, and for the UK, just over 5% compared to the expectations. For 4% in the Eurozone. So, there's probably two reasons behind this as to why Eurozone growth is expected to lag behind elsewhere. The first is obviously the well documented issues over the slower pace of the vaccine rollout. But, secondly, it's the fact that governments in the European governments have seen less fiscal supports than elsewhere. And this is kind of illustrated. If you look at the budget deficit for the Eurozone overall, it's probably around 9% of GDP last year, compared to 15% in the US and 17% in the uk so even though european governments have been offering fiscal support it's not to the same extent in terms of stimulus as we've seen uh, in the us or the uk so therefore what it's really crucial from your Euro- eurozone perspective is that the vaccine rollout gathers significant momentum in the coming months uh, because you need that to allow the economy to reopen and allow to this growth and businesses uh, to take hold on the back of that
0: thanks john uh, what's happening on currency markets at the moment
1: what we've seen over the last week was fairly range-bound uh, trading on the currency front. Obviously, in a situation at the moment over the last couple of weeks, where we've seen the dollar uh, trade higher, that's reflecting the fact that euro dollar moved back below that one twenty level, and we saw cable in terms of sterling against the dollar uh, also move lower back below the, the one forty threshold, and the dollar supported by the fact that you know U.S. Treasury yields have moved higher. So it was interesting last week with the ECB meeting that you referenced earlier, and uh, you know the ECB. Showed concerns over the rising yield environment for a Eurozone perspective. Uh, they announced a, a ramping up of their monthly asset purchases. So they've kept the overall size of their program the same, but uh, they've ramped that up. Whereas in the US, if you look at the Fed, a few weeks ago, Chair Powell was speaking and he didn't seem overly concerned by the rising yield environment. So US yields have continued to move higher. 10 year treasuries are back above that 1.6% level. So that's supporting the dollar. But in the last week, though, the moves were fairly limited. Euro dollar was largely in a 119 to 120 range. And when we look at euro sterling, you know, we've been in an 85 to 86p range uh, over the last while obviously those levels compared to where we started the year represent a stronger level of sterling and as we talked previously on these podcasts that's because of the uh, success in the uk of its vaccine rollout has been a key uh, support uh, for for sterling over the last while
0: thanks john Uh, last question for today Uh, what should we be watching out for on the economic calendar this week
1: so there's very much a central bank team to events this week. And I suppose two of those key central bank meetings are the Bank of England and the US Fed. So we don't expect any policy changes from either. But what we look from the Bank of England meeting on Thursday is probably we look to see in terms of the uh, Governor Bailey's comments and analysis of, of where the economy is, that he may emphasize that the risks to the uh, outlook for the UK are more balanced. As the UK economy prepares to reopen in the second quarter, and as we move through the summer, uh, probably a bit more tension on the US Fed meeting because. Uh, we've talked previously about how, you know, the stronger growth expectations in the market at the moment, and also, you know, some concerns over the inflationary outlook, potential for higher inflation. And that's reflective of what we've seen in futures contracts, which show that, you know, in terms of both the U.S. and the U.K., the market's now starting to price in rate hikes in both those jurisdictions towards the second half of 2022. And what's interesting is, is that the last time we got interest rate projections from the Fed back in December, only one FOMC member was expecting a rate hike in 2022. So these are the uh, famous Fed dot plots. So we look to uh, Wednesday's meeting conclusion just to see their interest rate projections and whether there's still only one member or whether more FOMC members have joined uh, that view that rate hikes uh, could come in 2022. So potential for some event risk for the dollar uh, around that Fed meeting. A lot of attention will really be on the dot plots their interest rate projections and also just what's their general assessment of the US economic outlook on the back of the passing of the stimulus bill and you know the supports that are there now in uh, the U.S. and the upside potential for growth in the U.S. and therefore inflation. And at the same time, as I said, what we're seeing at that rising yield backdrop at the moment in terms of U.S. Treasury yields moving higher. So, you know, probably the big event this week where the market will focus, even though there's no policy changes expected, is just to see what we hear from the Fed in terms of its economic outlook, what it has to say about the rising yield environment, and then specifically around its own interest rate projections for over the next couple of years.
0: John, thank you for your insights and thanks to our customers for listening. To stay up to date on financial markets, please press the subscribe button to AIB's Market Talk on the podcast apps for iOS or Android. For any customers affected by the COVID pandemic, please refer to our website for supports www.aib.ie forward slash COVID-19. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Banks PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.